The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. through another Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We're finally joyous for that. I'd like to thank some of the fellows behind the glass. Jack Cutbert, who's on the telephone. Jack Good man. McGrath. That's my guy. Close. And, of course, my friend Harry Pottinger. Justin Pottinger. Justin Pottinger. That's right. Justin Pottinger. Thank the fellows for all the effort today. Pinch hitting. What a wonderful job these young men do. Every yeah. once in a while, you get called up to the A-team and you make things happen. Uh, we didn't do crosstalk here. It's brought to you by uh, Club Hawthorne. Club Hawthorne. We yeah. certainly appreciate Thank it. Thank our guest, Todd Furman. Thank our guest, Todd Furman. And Courtney Cronin. She got called off. Yeah, we were supposed to have Unfortunately, because she had a deadline at 1 o'clock. Yeah. But we're still going to thank Courtney Cronin because she had planned to come on today. Yeah, but she got called off go on, on with Sylvie and Dion. That's as Dion's in for a while. We don't mind that. We do that a lot of the times. Yeah. If something happens and then somebody gets bumped, it's not a problem. Right. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie yeah. today. Dion Miller is playing Waddle. Yes, and those guys are up at House Hall. We welcome aboard right now. What's going on, guys? Hi, Yerk. This is my favorite show of the not year. Me. Not me. Why? Exa- I'm exhausted. exhausted. Wait, I, I would have thought so we asked him right to run now. a marathon. I mean, uh, I feel like I just gave birth to Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah I, I heard mean, you said that you were tired, I'm and Carmen you. even handled the tease. Yeah, you were tired before the show even started. No. You don't know how good you are at this. I was nervous. See? I was You're nervous. natural. I was nervous, and I had to go drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? I was a That's little bit true. jittery. Yeah, yeah before. Really? Was it a he long missed... swim, or was it just a quick dive? Uh, no, it was just a, yeah, is, is, is six, was seven long. divers. He missed the he missed the tease because he was busy in the bathroom. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. Right. It was a little nerve. Yeah, that a is nerves. a nervous stomach. Yeah. Well, I, he, I don't do this. I'm he a, came in at I'm 11. I'm a sidecar. I'm Robin. I'm Cato. He came you in know? the studio at 11.57, and he asked a couple of questions. About the guests, and he asked something else, and he goes, I'm, I'm exhausted already. I'm like, we haven't started. Right, you, you, How could you possibly be exhausted? You guys already? are accustomed to this. I'm a sidecar guy. That's where I like to operate. That's where I do my best already. work. I'm my, the smart-ass kid in the back of the class. My, I texted Carm. My favorite tease of the day was after you found out that Courtney wasn't on. You said, coming up next. There will be no Courtney Cronin, but we will continue to talk football. I said we'll continue to talk football. Now that's a tease, Sylvia. Yeah, what do you think? He te- at one point he teased John Rom going to live, and I'm like, no, we're yeah. not going to talk about yes. John Rom going, going to live on the day before Thanksgiving with a full weekend of football upon us. It. Like John Rom going to live? Who cares? I didn't even know Live was still going to be around. Still around, Carm. Still it's around. ridiculous. The world cares. The world cares. Oh, no, they don't. Nobody's watching care. that. Nobody cares. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. It's not I, true. I stuck around. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's listen, it. that's because you thought if there's a chance there's going to be a big accident, you want to stick around. I get it. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, I know it's it's a treat, and maybe that's why we love it so much. I wish you would do it, like, on all the holidays. I do, too. I've Going tried to convince him of that. all the holiday weekends, not just Thanksgiving. I've tried to convince him of that, and I'm, I'm greeted with, ah, 
That's not. I don't. I don't get paid for that. I don't. I'm not. That's not in my no. contract. And I'm like, you don't get paid for that. You I'm know like, what I am? We got what, roles. What does that mean? We got a role. You know what the role is? Yeah, he he brought this up the other day too, Carmen, with you and your this your Jack production Buck? notes. Yeah. That's not that's not under his description either. Yeah. Driving and show notes. Right, not under purview. his description. It's not under my purview. That's what not is? what I do. I want to know what's under your purview. I'm a reactionary guy. Unbelievable. I've got all the knowledge. I've read all the stories and my guys over here and what i'm doing is complimenting my man right here i'm complimenting i'm not supplementing i'm complimenting my man as he weaves it in and out of direction he's the point guard i'm the guy with the natural flow you're lebron yeah you're the you're the, Carter's the point guard Carter's the, the point guard he's I'm distributing Steve nash you're lebron he's the, he's distributing that's Revolve the way Hall it's of working Famers. yeah How's that well i'm more jordan because i'm a winner okay you're yeah. jordan Boy, these I'm kids, man, joke. these kids want to continue to have arguments about yeah. uh, Jordan. I'm Silly. Like, yeah. Silly. Who, which kids? My, like my kids. My, like Gio and his his friends. They're 11. What do I they mean, know? They didn't Well, watch they Jordan don't. Play. And that's what I try to tell them. Yeah. I said, you guys Look don't have any knowledge uh, base here. Look them up. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. That's another thing, too. But that's, I just, I flat out tell them. I, I also don't pretend things were so much better before either. The, the Tom Brady, that football was so much better before. And they named the names of the guys, and I'm just like, no. I said, no. I go, Sylvia, you remember growing up watching the Bears not being able to tackle. You remember watching oh, teams, you geez. know, dropping passes. Of course. We all remember the, 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 the heartache that you had when your team found a way to lose the game. Football is football. You know, the, the players get better. Theoretically, they get faster, though I don't know if anybody ran faster than Dion 429. I don't think the game is, is faster. I think there's more people. I think there's that more can of it. Yeah, yeah, right. In this league, yeah. as opposed to the one guy that can go for it too. Yes, I think your linebackers can fly now. Right. I think you got some bigs that can fly also. But no, it, 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 the game is the game. It's, it's not like any pitchers, better. Yerk. It's yeah. like there, there. Sure, there was Nolan Ryan who could throw a hundred, but now there are right. ninety guys who could right. throw a hundred. Right. Exactly. Maybe more. Yeah, but nobody had the uh, the the mound presence that Nolan Ryan had. Oh, I now you're doing Tom Brady. I wouldn't say nobody. Well, I, Pedro Martinez had it, but well, my point is that you might have ninety five guys that can throw a hundred. But you don't have 95 guys with the mound presence that Nolan You mean Ryan now had. that, okay, yes. yeah, that has what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what made him unique. Or he the Nuggies. That. Or the, the, uh, nuggies. the, the, well, the, well, the Robin, Rabbit Punch Nuggies on Robin Ventura. White Sox third baseman and headlocks. By, by the way, that was the side effect. That's why Robin was sleeping on the bench a lot. I think Robin was sleeping on the bench a lot because, because he didn't want the job. Yeah, he didn't want to be here. They, 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 they strong-armed him yeah. into taking yeah. the job. You will take to. the job. I mean, I don't, like I don't think Robin wanted yeah. the job, so that's you're why he was like sleeping it. on the bench. You know? You're going to take the job and you're going to uh, like I it. I mean, really, you know. Who like, fell asleep more, Ventura and or Tony La Or Tony. Tony did, yeah. But they were. Robin was half his age. Well, that's true. Half his age. I always, yeah, that's true. But I always thought Tony LaRusso would have been great for the adult diapers. You know, yeah. Hey, Depends. when you're going out, wrong with that. When you're I going mean, out and waddling to the mound, make right. sure you have your adult diapers. When you're on. sleeping in a big league dugout, uh, make and you don't want to miss the action and go to the sure. bathroom. Make sure you wear yeah. your depends. You're awake. No, North Shore suddenly. diapers. Yeah. North Shore. You, exactly. Yeah, North Shore diapers. They're they're, they're a partner of ours. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard that Thank Dan you. Campbell. Dan Campbell this past week before the Bears game was talking about how he tells his own family 
to wear a diaper before a Detroit Lions game. So they don't have to miss anything? No, because he's going to make some calls that's going to make them crap their pants. Oh, I think I heard that. Because he's so aggressive. Yeah, look, that's fine. That's That's a great campaign. Yeah, sure. I want a coach like that. Of course. I do, too. I, I told Yurko yesterday, at least I'd rather go down being aggressive, you know, like. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna get fired someday, you're, you know, at least you did it your way. At least you didn't go conventional wisdom and all that other nonsense. Do it your way. Do what you believe is right. You know, that's what I say. Good for Dan Campbell. I, I love Dan Campbell. Dion, are you there? Hello. Hello, Dion. Where is Dion? <laughs> Where is Dion? Oh no! Oh, I didn't know. What, I thought you were talking about Dion Sanders again. No, no, no Dion Miller. Dion, Dion is not here. No, you're. She is uh, joining us at about three thirty. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't know that. She's got open locker room. I, I thought she it. was being <laughs> shy. I'm like, jump on a bar. I thought so too. I'm like, Dion, get in the mix. Get in the mix. Join us. Yeah. You know? Like, don't be so watching shy. her Twitch. She's not yeah. here. No, she, no. Oh, I don't have Twitch. Yeah, we yes. don't have Twitch. I already shut the computer down. Oh, but, you yeah. did. Well, it's crosstalk. <laughs> you, you really know. threw me off there. It's crosstalk. I thought he was yelling at Deion Sanders or a caller. That's funny. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. We were, I was wondering the same thing Yurko was. I'm like, why is Deion not interjecting at right. all? That, I mean, that was like when Shaq, when, remember when we had Shaq on? Uh, when Waddle and I had Shaq on, and he thought the show was called Waddle and Sylvia. Yes, I do and, remember. And, 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 Where's uh, Sylvia? Where's Sylvia? And, yeah, and, and then he kept hearing like the, the men ask Antonio. the questions. <laughs> and then he finally, Mellor's probably got it somewhere. And then, and then he finally he stopped us, and he goes, hey, where's the lovely Sylvia? It's so awesome. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. I love yeah. that. Or is Sylvia from it San is, Antonio. Is Joniak going on with you today? Joniak is. Courtney is. I mean, girl, really? Yes. Stealing Courtney well, from that's us? Good. Yeah, that's well, not She's bad. always with us when we're at, at tell, Cor- tell Courtney. I mean, uh, you know, we get two hits next week to make up that's for, fine. Uh, yeah, for double bailing bubble. on us this well, week. Double buble. Yeah. Have, have you ever talked bulls with Courtney? No. No. She is. I mean, like on the side, but not on the air. She is a crazy yeah, Bulls she fan. She loves the Bulls. Yeah. Her and I text about the Bulls. Well, you got to be crazy to be a Bulls you, fan. Do, do you realize they're on pace for 27 wins, Sylvie? <laughs> 27? What a team. What? 27. What a team. Well, and, and, and if they sell, oh. they, may, they, they may keep that pace up. Holy cow. Can you I mean, now granted, we're not even like 20% of the way through the season, but you're. you're You've won a third of your games. Yeah, but think about that. Like that's twenty-seven and, 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 wins. And I don't know if you noticed this too, because no one's really paying attention to the Bulls. Kind of like how no one's paying attention to live. Yeah, um, exactly. That uh, Patrick Williams did not come in in the last game until the second quarter. I know. Did you see that? Yeah. And he like, had like nine. What he had four he, points. He was he was the tenth man. The tenth man to come in, and and he was supposed to be the secret sauce this year. Yeah, well, <laughs> if that's your secret sauce, I mean, <laughs> I gotta. I'll send you to Chick Fil A. You want some secret yeah, sauce? That's yeah, probably. Be better than does Eberflus or does Billy Donovan get fired first? Uh, uh, well, as is the Bulls want, they usually wait until Christmas Eve to fire their they coach. They just re-upped him last <laughs> I, year. I, I get it. Does, I get it. Matter? Doesn't isn't Christmas Eve when they yes. usually? Well, they did one on the boom. They did one uh, the day after Thanksgiving. One did year. they? Yeah. Okay. Carl well, got fired the day after Thanksgiving. Well, they're, they're very holiday conscious. Oh yeah. 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 They want to make sure they can hide it with the joy of the the holiday. Uh, you know, and then Floyd was Christmas Eve, and Styles I think was Christmas Eve. Yeah. 
<laughs> Can you? That's imagine? what they wait for. They had like a like in a five year window. They fired three coaches. Oh, at the and, they, and, and when Artis Gilmore came back for his second, um, and Yerk was a big A Train fan. Oh, who wasn't? Yeah, University we, of Jacksonville. That was that was our. Jacksonville. Th- that's when I started loving the Bulls. Is when yeah. Artis Gilmore the first time around in the seventies was the Bulls center. You bet. Number fifty three, right? Yerk? Yeah, big fifty three. Yeah, they had Mark Landsberger on that uh-huh. team. Mark John Mengelt with the high archer. I saw John Mengelt at Old Orchard at the Athletes' Foot. Reggie Theus. I was me and uh, Tom Rosmus were the only one to go see him at the Athletes' Foot in Old Orchard. John Mengelt. We, we were the only ones there for his appearance. That's Orlando Woolridge. That's amazing. I talked, his, I talked his ear off. Amazing. Seven year old. He had to be so annoyed. Wasn't like, David? Well, there's two kids here. <laughs> yeah. I got to talk to him. Wasn't that David Greenwood that joined us? For David Greenwood. Yes. Yeah. David Greenwood was a little. He was a little league speaker for Skokie Indians Little League. Was he? Yes, That's and great. he was the one that they took yes. when they lost the – they had a coin flip yeah. for Magic Johnson. Yeah. They, they yeah. lost the coin flip, and the Lakers took Magic, and we got David Greenwood. Now, that ended up working out okay. Well, because of Michael. Because you got Michael a few years later. Five years later. If you would have drafted Magic, you'd probably never get Michael. So. Yeah. So we lost coin flips. I don't know how many people know that. Yep. We lost coin flips for both Magic Johnson and Terry Bradshaw. Yes, we did. That is correct. Um, so uh, I forgot what I was saying about the Bulls. Anyway, you were we were saying going how terrible about they how were. Bad. Oh, you about who's going to get fired first? I think you were yeah, saying. Right? Oh, and Artis Gilmore was oh, also the second time they brought him back. In, they brought him back when Jordan was here then too. Yeah. For a brief stint. They also released him on Christmas Eve. Boy, I tell you, the Blackhawks once fired a coach on, what was it, New Year's Eve? When did Billy Ray get fired, Yerk? Was it New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve? Oh, I don't remember. The the Blackhawks put a pink slip under uh, Billy Ray. Right, Sylvie? Like Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? One of the two. Bruce Levine would know if he was listening. Bruce (laughs) Bruce would tell us right now. Ask Uh, Bruce Levine. I'll text Bruce. Bruce will know. And then, um, didn't. uh, 87 88, he came back to the Bulls. Yes. Yes. Boy, Artis came back that late, yeah. He played for the Kentucky Colonels early in his career. Can you guys tell me who Artis Gilmore was traded for? When the Bulls traded Artis? The Bulls traded Artis Gilmore in his prime for two players. Boy, I don't think I'm going to be able to remember this. I'm just trying to go off the timeline. Um, Hold on. Let me get the year. Were they any good? One was was a Chicago native that you know well. Yes, San Antonio. 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 In the early 80s. It's um, uh, George Gervin, right? No, not George Gervin. I guess he's not a Chicago name. Was it Alvin Robertson? It was not. not No. Good name, though. He was a Chicago native who also played collegiately in town. Was it Gary Gary Garland? Center for center here. Clyde Bradshaw. No, it must have been somebody who played at DePaul then, right? Was it yes. George Mikan? It was, uh, it was, not, it was not George Mikan. Was it Brett Burke? That would have been a good deal, though. That it would have been value for value. Late 70s DePaul Center. Yeah. Who am I blanking on, York? Oh, uh, how about Terry Cummings? But Terry Cummings he was, was in the center. center. I, it's the guy who does the games for DePaul now, isn't it? Dave I think Corzine. He does the game. Oh, Corzine. Yes. It was Dave Corzine and Mark Oberding. Oh, my God. I would have never gotten Michael. Mark I think Oberding. they were called the Corzine. Black and Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah well. God, Corzine. That's where they trade. That's they traded yeah. Artis Gilmore in his prime. Yes, for and this yeah. is when this is where I was a. I was like the only kid well, in my 32. grade who was a diehard Bulls 32. fan at these moments. How did they get? Uh, and then they did have. Um, he wasn't a Chicago native though, so I shouldn't have guessed that. But they did get Gervin at some point. Yes, they did. Remember something? Right. They got Gervin like when he was Iceman. sort of at the end of his career, like for a year. It yeah. was. It could not have been more than two. It was probably only a year. Yeah, that was at the end. It's all pre Michael, the Ice Man, and he would score. And then Tommy Edwards would just yell, 
Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Score. That's awesome. Nobody's got the Bulls history like Sylvie, see? Yeah, and people were talking about Terry Cummings. I'm, I'm going into my Les Grobstein mode here. I love this. Um, Sylvie is the, 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 he is the Les Grobstein of the 70s and early 80s Bulls. My grandfather took me to a game when they played the Bucks in Terry Cummings' rookie year, and it, like the Bulls would only draw like 7,000 people. So when Terry Cummings came to play, there was such a line outside to buy tickets of Chicago natives they delayed the start of the game oh my because God. so many people walked up to, to buy tickets. To see Terry Cummings play? Yeah. That's awesome. Look at this. this is, you are being like Les right now. This yeah. is kind of impressive. This is a Les Coppock thing going on. Uh, so he's holding court. Les about- would always cross stories, though, because he had so many stories. That's true. He'd give you a little blend of one with a blend of another, Les and he'd put con- them together. He'd, he'd combine them together. confused in his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. That's no, great. that was 64. That's great. And I know it because it rained the day before. I'm, gonna t- I'm going upstairs to tape Odds Couple for the week with Mike, and I'm going to bring up. The losing streak. You know, so like the division losing streak now is 12, right? And I, we told you last week as it was 11, I said if they lose again, they're going to tie the all-time franchise record. The all-time franchise record is from December 15th, 1968. It's this one they're in now. And then December 15th to uh, 1968 to December 5th, uh, 1970. And I was going to talk to Mike about it. And I was looking at the, the game log of those games, you guys. The Bears scored fewer than 10 points. Sylvie, listen to this. In 10 of those, uh, they scored fewer than 10 points in six of those 12 games. In half of them, they didn't even get to 11 points. Mm. I mean, brutal. And now here we are again. They've lost 12 in a row in the division. It's just, oh, and it could be, they could set a record, guys, if they lose on Monday. What, what do you think? Josh Dobbs is, I think. He's 2-10. Two 2-10 and ten. Two, two and ten in starts. He's 2-10 and ten in starts. What do I think? I mean, the thing that scares me is Flores' blitzing defense. Right. Like, is Justin equipped? Remember how the remember how first uh, play of the game? Remember the first play of the game? He, he, I think I have it on the screen. He too, got actually. smacked. I think I have. Uh, they might have taken it off the screen. I thought I had it up on the screen. First play of the game. He didn't recognize. Not even anything exotic. Yurko diagrammed it the next day for everybody. You look and you count. How many guys? We're by five blocking, empty backfield, okay. five blocking. They got six to line of scrimmage. So what happens? Rip, rip, rip call means you've got to drift to your right and buy yourself a little bit of time and, and get and, rid of the ball. And if you're not going to drift right, where do you throw the ball when the, bl- where the from blitz the side, is coming? Where the blitz is coming. And they were totally unprepared for it. That was the first play. Yep. Mm. And and I the only thing I worry about, Sylvia, is... Uh, you know, the Vikings, they, they, they flustered him. And he was coming off two good games. And that's right. the game in which he got hurt. And they flustered him. Now, where he might be able to take advantage against that aggressive defense is if he decides, I'm going to use my legs. And instead of, you know, I'm not going to do what I'm not as good at. I'm just going to run. I'm going to break, contain, and run. I mean, then maybe you take advantage of a, a aggressive blitzing defense where you've got, you know, voids behind that line of scrimmage then in Justin could take advantage there. He's very highly graded. If you look at the PFF grades, Justin, when he runs against the Blitz, he's got the fourth best grade in the league behind uh, the usual suspects. It's a Mahomes is one, Lamar's two, and I think Jalen Hurts might be three. And then it, so it's all the usual guys that you'd sort of assume. So maybe you know he takes advantage there, but he's like he he reminds me of like one of those basketball players where if he hits an early jump shot. 
You know, like these runs get him into sort of that that lather. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the confidence builds with a couple of good runs. Right. And then he somehow gets more accurate by running by having a couple good successful runs. So maybe he it, needs that. Yeah. It seems to get him in a rhythm. Um, but but uh, if, to your point about what happened against the Vikings, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a stat going around. There's a couple of good stats, and we're going to carry fields here coming up. But people were tweeting earlier today about uh, this was the. T- I'll read you the tweet for vi- verbatim. Justin Fields stats the last three full games: fifty-nine for eighty-seven, seven hundred eighty-six yards passing, nine touchdowns, one interception, a passer rating of one twenty-five, one hundred eighty-six yards rushing, wow. um, average of three hundred twenty-six. Uh, 324 yards per game, three touchdowns per game, .3 interceptions per game, knowledge over narratives. But what I would take issue with is this knowledge over narratives. This is a narrative because they aren't including the Vikings game. They're spinning this into his last full games because the Vikings game was a bad game. Correct. So they're conveniently the people who support Fields, and I want to support Fields, but they conveniently lead leave out the Vikings game because he didn't finish because he was having a bad game. Did his agent tweet that? I don't know. It's it's the 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 like, Fields fanboys or the Fields like who's, fanatics. Who's tweeting knowledge over narrative the, it, with a well, cherry picked statistic? I, I wonder. That's what I mean. Like, and, and yes. Lately, he's been better, but the Vikings game did happen, and he did play a lot of that game, and he didn't get rid of the ball, and he didn't identify a lot of those blitzes pre-snap like he should be. Right. And now this is going to be a great test, and if he could pass this test and go two for two of these last seven games, maybe you'll be on to something. But to, 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 to say that there are narratives out there that aren't true and then to not include his bad game of the Vikings conveniently simply because he didn't finish it when the reason you're not including it is because it was a bad game. That's, of course. You're, 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 it's what, it, what did Blosh always say, Yerk, about the numbers? Like numbers... Uh, figure like about figuring and and, and numbers. Well, something. the great the great uh, the great line is overrated. Well, so he said sacks are overrated. But the great line is if you torture the numbers long enough, they'll tell you anything they want. Anything, right, they, anything right, like, you know, you yeah, want anything yeah. you want to hear. Basically, like, it's something about figuring, like how you could spin stats any way you want. But there was a clever way of saying that. Yeah. So well, we'll leave that to Greg Blosh. All right, what's up on the show, bud? So we're we're hearing um, uh, Fields is coming up soon. I think they're they're hearing something at the podium. They're hearing this stirring. Oh, man. Do you want to stay there's a stir? Is there's this, a stir. Is it gonna happen? Is there's Fields a going shake to the of the stick. There's a shake of the so, stick. So so we're gonna carry Fields. Do you want to stick with me until yeah, uh, yeah. until Fields gets up yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, is he going to? The, I'm looking at these guys. They don't look like they have any clue. Is he going to the podium? Not yet. He's still a couple minutes away. He's still say. a couple minutes. Usually, away. though, when they open up the microphones at the podium, is what they're saying. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yes. What are you doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow? Uh, so we we go to Wildfire. I think we're, I knew wildfire. that. Yeah. That's a new tradition, yes. right? A new, it's a new tradition. tradition since COVID. Yeah. When we tried something different, and we're like, look, it's expensive even at home. We might as well go out and and get a a a, a great cooked meal. And, and not have any cleanup. And now we're in and out. We have a private room there. We have their wine room that we get. We reserve that well in advance. 
And this is the third year we're doing it. And we have a great time. What are you guys doing? Going to my brothers. Yurko's going to his sisters. Yep. Watching football, eating. Brother and sister. Drinking. Sisters and brothers. Having a good time. Right. There's the uh, Crosstalk Unhinged. Where Yurko tells a great corn story. Great corn story. Too so much you, corn. My sister loves corn, man. So if you need like something uh, new, something original, a podcast, when we're not on tomorrow, download the Crosstalk Unhinged podcast. Does it involve Tim Anderson? It, it does not. Okay. Yeah. My interest is peaked. Does it, it Was does there not. a corn story involving no, the, Tim Anderson? The Field of the Dreams. The Field of Dreams. The, yeah. oh, it's my it was, favorite Tim Anderson moment. Yeah. That's right. Because of the humidity from the corn? Big homer. Uh, Not just the fact that when I think of corn now, one of the first things I think of is the White Sox Field of Dreams game. That's right. That, that's probably the high mo- moment of that peak era. White Sox. That's the yes. high moment of yep. the rebuild era. They changed the game team. He got the juice. That's right. They beat the Yankees Field of Dreams on a national stage. And the White Sox were one of the best stories around. Yep. And now we have the Paul DeYoung. And now Paris Paul DeYoung and, 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 uh, and uh, Nikki Lopez. I mean, at least they're adding us to defense. Well, at least they're adding some guys who can pick it. I'll give what, it. What the, okay. I'll give them that. So what does that mean? It means Paul DeYoung is, is not a uh, major caliber shortstop. They're making changes, guys. Well, defensively, is he just can't hit his leg. Can't hit his okay. leg. Making changes. Hey, so, yeah. uh, the Cubs won the uh, Luis Quintana trade, by the way. Or Jose, but Jose Quintana, that's my guy. Oh, are you declaring victory now? Oh, it, it, it already happened. I've always declared victory. Gonna, it looks like they're going to trade Cease. Uh, Cease is going to be gone, and all you got is the guy that gets stuck in the net. That's all they. They're going to add another shortstop that can't hit. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to get Perdomo. Cubs won that one by far. I mean, Did but uh, Getz really wants to improve the defense. I don't blame him. I mean, he kind of hinted at that. He's yeah. like, our defense sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. Have you heard one of the Cubs rumors, Carm? What? Bo Bichette. Oh wow! There's there's some there's some. Uh, and what he plays second? Uh, play no, third? he would do no. We have a second baseman, a Gold Glove second. I know. Baseman. So where would he play? Third. Play third. Wow. Hey, great third. transition for that second baseman too. Shortstop <laughs> to second base. Great transition by him. Um, that'd be pretty. That'd be a hell of an infield. It's uh, nice Dan's when a shortstop realizes that he has to move to second, isn't it, Yerk? Well, he's gotten yeah. better over there, by the way. But uh, yes, he's still he not as good as Dansby. He's sharp. So you'd have Bichette, Dansby. And, 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 oh, I see what you're saying, Sylvia. You're taking a shot yeah. at that. That's good. <laughs> that was good. Boba you'd Fett. have Bichette, Dansby, and Nico. That's a pretty impressive. And what happens when you trade for Polar Bear? That's a damn good infield. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good infield, kid. I get excited. Oh, you should get excited if you're John Morosi was tweeting something about that, and he's look. He was right about Dansby Swanson last year, so he wow. legitimized this rumor that's been going around. Why do they not want Boba Shed? They want to replace like a left-handed hitter or something. They got I don't no know. left-handed hitting. Why are they getting rid of Boba Shed? Well, I don't know if they are. This is just a rumor. Huh. This is just a rumor. The, the, the rumor is that there have been talks between the two teams. Bobachet was a five-win player last year. He's, he's great. He's a 300-hitter with 20 home-run power. And he's a, plus, OPS he's a plus. plus defender. Oh, yeah. Well, he's gotten better. I mean, that's what I would say. He's gotten better over at short, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's a plus 126 career OPS plus. That's good. Good play. Mm-hmm. I love Bobachet. He's so athletic. He's fun to watch live. So I'm, I saw him play live a couple years ago. He's fun. He runs. He does all the things. You see, like he's just—he's quick. He's got—he's an incredible athlete. 
Um, all right, we can't wait around here forever. Right, I gotta we, go we, tape we, odds we, couple. Okay, we should have yeah, broke I mean, five minutes go ago. Work. All right, see, you, gotta, you don't have to go to work. Jeez, you have yeah, to go we play. Do. We got more things going on. So you have to go to the bar and drink. I gotta go. We've got to record things. All right, see you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. Waddle and Sylvia next. Everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week, and we'll preview Bears and Vikings to wrap Week Twelve. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, Justin Fields is meeting the media upstairs at Hallis Hall. Let's go there live. Uh, yeah, so we got nickel pressure, so, um, you know, he had to... Uh, Deontay, I think it was Deontay that was in the game at the time. But he did a good job of that. And, um, you know, um, I think DJ was maybe the third read in that progression. And, um, yeah, just stepped up in the pocket, rode out. And um, DJ is usually good at finding, you know, open zones and scramble drill, kind of like that. So, yeah, I mean, just rode out to the left and saw him sitting right there and just gave him the ball. So, yeah. Just what did the game against the Vikings and the pressure that they brought, how mm-hmm. can you make adjustments now knowing what to expect? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, being, being on the same page. Uh, I felt like we made too many mental mistakes last time we played them. And uh, we're better than that. We're, we're better than what we put on tape that game. So um, putting our best foot forward, uh, making sure we're on our P's and Q's each and every play, locked in and, you know, getting the ball out fast when we need to when they do bring that pressure. So uh, it's going to be key. And, of course, you know, when they do bring pressure, um, the O-line picking it up. So everything starts up front. And, uh, you know, once we get the protection and everything uh, together, then – We'll be good. Go on there. Jim, what do, you, what do you remember about the very first play of that game where I think you were asking? Yeah, cover zero. Um, I'll, I was about to throw to KB, but um, I felt like the corner wasn't threatened by, you know, KB speed. You know, they every time you put a, uh, a running back, fullback, or a tight end out at number one over a corner, you know, he's not going to think you're going deep on him. So I just felt him sitting sitting on the route, so I didn't want to, you know, uh, potentially throw a pick on the first play of the game. But, you know, learning from that, I just got to – Sell it over his head and move on to second and ten. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Justin, what do you think of the officiating in that game? There are a couple plays where Alex Anzalone looked like uh, you were you weren't pleased with like how he was like. I mean, yeah, I, was, I mean that's just you know what the Lions do. Uh, they play hard. We knew that coming into uh, you know coming in that week that you know the kind of effort and uh, toughness and grit that they play with. You know, their head coach is, preaches that. Um, so we kind of knew it was going to be that kind of game. But you know, I was just talking to the ref and. Just ask, like, telling him, like, yo, just watch out, like, heads up for a, you know, late hit or something like that. But um, I guess I didn't get any, so just keep playing ball and, you know, control what I can control. So, yeah. How does the th- thumb feel, Justin? Thumb's feel solid. Feels good. Sore at all? After the- it was a little bit sore. It was a little bit sore, but um, got me through. But um, I'll be good to go. Tape again, you think, or anything on Monday? Yeah, I'll probably tape the rest of the year just to be safe with it. So, yeah. Well, the, the, the Vikings pressure, how does it – challenge you in terms of being outside the pocket? Is it, do, do they make it more difficult for you than other teams would to try to move around a little bit? Um, if they bring all out, yeah. I mean, you really don't have anywhere to go because you you know, you're, you're outnumbered in protection. So, um, you know, that's when you got to get the ball out quick. So that's how you combat that. But, yeah, when they bring their all out, cover zero pressure, then, I mean, yeah, you're not going to – unless you just completely out-athlete, you know, the DN, set them up somewhere, one way or the other. But um, not really looking – you know, cover zero, that's not really the answer to beat that is try to scramble and stuff around. You just want to get the ball out quick and, um, you know, let the playmakers make plays and work for you. So, yeah. As disappointing as it was in Detroit, are you excited to have a primetime opportunity to kind of show that that's not who you guys are? 
Uh, I think for the most part, we, we showed who we were, you know, except until the end of the game. But, um, you know, focus on finishing better and, you know, uh, finishing out the game when it, when it counts and, you know, when a drive comes up, um, you know, making that big play when it matters. But, um, I mean, yeah, we're definitely excited for this opportunity. Um, you know, the Vikings, have, they've been playing, you know, great fast past few weeks. So um, definitely excited for the opportunity we, we get to have on Monday night and um, get to go out there and bowl up. So, yeah. Focusing on finishing better, what does that mean to you personally? Um, you know, just doing all I can to, uh, you know, make the team successful. So whatever that, you know, uh, includes, you know, what whatever play call we have, um, just, you know, doing that play call, focusing on, on that play call operation. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, quarterback has to, you know, do a lot of things in terms of, you know, um, you know, motion landmarks, um, mechanics in the two-minute drill, so um, third and down protection and stuff like that. So it's numerous things that I can name off, but, you know, just, just doing my job and, you know, um, doing it to the best I can when it matters. So, yeah. Daniil Hunter has obviously been a great player for a long time, but he's having an exceptional year this year. Mm-hmm. When you look at him this season, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a uh, freak athlete on the, on the edge, and just like you said, I mean, he's he's been doing his thing this year. He's been balling out this year, so I uh, definitely got to have a plan for him and, um, you know, um, just making sure we know where he is at all times. But um, like you said, he's been, I don't know what he did differently, you know, this year than he did last year, but he's been playing exceptionally well uh, this year. So, uh, you know, like I said, we'll we'll have a plan for him and go on from there. Justin, on the, on the touchdown to DJ, you mentioned after the game that obviously you missed a, a similar throw in the same direction, same end zone to him. Mm-hmm. Did that play into the, the throw you made there, whether mentally or physically, in just terms of like I, I overcooked the first one or, or did the first miss kind of, well, yeah, um, I kind of when I when it left my hand, I kind of knew it was going to be a little bit, you know, overthrown a little bit, like a yard, like two yards overthrown. So, um, you know, I just told DJ, like, I'm not like if we were come back to that play, I'm not going to miss you again. So be ready for it, and you know, happen. So uh, we hit it, and first down, so. how, how good is it to get a second opportunity at that? Moment? I mean, it feels good. It feels good. Um, you know, whenever you you know you know miss a throw at the beginning of the game and get an opportunity later in the game to come back and hit it for a touchdown or a big play. I mean, it, it, it feels good. But, of course, you know, me, I wanted to hit the first one too. But um, can't get them all, but, um, you know, definitely felt good. Um, like I said, uh, O-line protected well pretty much all game. And, um, you know, he ran a great route. And, yeah, it was a touchdown. So a great execution by everybody. Where does, that, where does that pass rank on your favorite throws this year? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't really rank my favorite passes to be honest with you. So, uh, but it's, it's it's probably up there. I mean, it was a it was a pretty good throw. So, yeah. That he was impressed just with the way that you know when you're making your connections downfield, you're you're scanning, and then before you get to the line, like being able to have that sort of vision downfield to see guys as you're moving. Do you feel like that's an area you've improved in this season? Um, I mean, to be honest, I feel like deep balls, just in general, I feel like that's kind of. What I do best, to be honest with you, I think I throw the ball uh, down the field exceptionally. I feel like you know it's, it's it's one of my strengths, and you know I've been doing it since you know high school, college. So um, you know I think it's one thing that I do best, and um, you know one thing that I think we're gonna get, keep uh, you know doing, and you know get two more. So yeah. Justin T- Tyler Scott had a little bit of a tough game. How important is it uh, for you, from your your vantage point to keep him involved and make sure that he has tangible evidence that you know that you and the offense has faith in him? You know, I mean, he knows. I mean, the relationship. I mean, one play is not gonna. One game is not going to define if I go back to him. Like to be to be honest with you, like I don't. 
I don't, I don't care if you keep dropping the ball, like, because, you know, everybody, we have our own individual responsibility to, you know, help this team, you know, be successful. So if the receiver is open, I'm going to throw him the ball. And, you know, if he drops it, you know, it's his responsibility to catch the ball. You know, that's his job. He's good. He gets paid to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm not losing faith in him. I don't one game, two games, however many games I'm going to keep going back to him. You know, he's a he's going to be a, a great receiver. You know, he has a lot of room to grow and, you know, he's talented even now. Um, he's made a lot of plays for us this year, offense, special teams. And, you know, he's a speedster, so not many DBs can keep up with him. But, uh, I mean, yeah, so for that one game, whatever it was, you know, I mean, he had a tough game, but, I mean, we've we've all had tough games. You know, as a football player, you, you have tough games. I've had a lot of tough games. So, um, you know, it does nothing but, you know, make me better, make him better at the end of the day. And, you know, he's a hard worker. He's not going to let one, two, three games define who he is as a player. So, um, you know, I have full faith in Tyler. Everybody else does too. So, um, yeah. If you played Sunday, if you were playing a Sunday game, you'd have Saturday clear to watch Michigan-Ohio State. Mm -hmm. you got to practice. Yeah. So how do you handle it? <laughs> do you? No, after practice, I'll be rushing back in to see what the score is. So. You don't ask, like, hey, don't tell me anything. I want to watch it in full later in the day. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start it from the first quarter. I'm going to just check in on the uh, score and uh, continue to watch where, it, where it's from and, you know, catch the highlights later. But I'm not. I'm not that crazy to where I'm going <laughs> to make sure I don't watch the game and then come back and I watch from the first quarter. But um, I know some people that are like that, though. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to come back in after practice, uh, check the score, and um, watch the rest of the game. So, yeah. Prediction? Uh, I do. i got to go with my uh, Buckeyes for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, well, not low, but middle. So I, I, I see a score like – Mm, I'd like us to win 24 to 14 or 24 17 ish around that area. So, um, yeah. Do you have an opinion on the Harbaugh scandal? Yes, I do. But I'm not going to share it. <laughs> and that's it. There you go. There's Justin Fields. That that was probably the most engaged I've heard him in a long, long time. I thought I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was outstanding in recognizing what they did wrong against the Vikings the first time and knowing what they have to do against um, some of those all-out blitz against the Vikings on Monday. I thought he had a great defense of Tyler Scott, and it's something that Waddle always says, open is open, and if a guy is open – he needs to find him and throw it. And I thought it was really good on the way he talked about hitting DJ Moore, getting the second opportunity to, to throw it deep. I, I thought there was a lot of really good stuff there from Justin Fields. And he took – he maybe he maybe the reset was something that he really needed uh, with a thumb. Obviously, you never want that to happen. You want to keep on playing. But, but when he was able to take a step back, we'll see now. Um he was playing better. Um, the Vikings game, like I was telling Carmen and Yurko, still has to be figured in. You just can't pick and choose and cherry pick the Vikings game, the Washington game, uh, and the Denver game and figure out the Vikings game because it was a bad game and it wasn't a complete game. Um, you have got to put in all the latest games. The, he was trending good. And, and and much better than he had been. And this last game, 
he played very well. There was nothing that he did where he was the reason they lost. And he made numerous plays that should have been the reason they won because of. He was accurate on the move. He stepped up in the pocket, and he hit DJ Moore the second time. Like, I, I even rage against the other way. When, when uh, I had a buddy yesterday, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, who uh, my buddy Trevor handed the phone to his friend Matt. Don't do this either, guys, if you, you have friends like this. And, like, he thought he was, like, tweeting me, but he, he started texting me from my buddy Trevor's number. And he goes, this is Matt. And he started ripping Fields. And he said, Fields is, is not good and Fields still isn't good and Fields this and that in this game. And I'm like, look, you can't rip Justin Fields for this last game. I go the other way, too, as far as um, defense, d- defending Justin. It isn't just about... I want a good quarterback. It's not about Justin or not Justin. It's about having a great quarterback. I want it to be Justin because he's currently here. So when you dial it up and you say the Vikings game doesn't matter for bad, I'm going to say, of course it matters. Now he's got to have another opportunity against the Vikings, and he's got to be better. But when you come at me and you take my my friend's phone and you start texting me and you start saying – Justin still wasn't good against Detroit. Like, I I can't argue with you. I didn't even argue. I stopped texting back. It wasn't worth it wasn't worth a fight because it was not a legitimate argument. Anyone who watched the game from an unbiased perspective, if you watched that game and that game only, and you were saying, did Justin have a good game or Justin had a bad game? Justin had a very good game. That's what, it's, that's what it is. You may not think that Justin is the long-term answer. That's fine, too. But you can't spin the Detroit game as something that he did poorly. Just like you can't spin the first Vikings game saying that that doesn't matter when we're thinking about the long term. So now we've got six more games. What do you think? 312-332-3776. I want to get Tyler and Meller's opinion. Dion is going to join me shortly as soon as open locker room is closed. Courtney Cronin, as we sit here at House, is going to join me at 3, so 15 minutes away. I want to see if she thought that that was the most engaged and thoughtful that Justin had been this year. I thought it was very good. Um, and he let us in a little bit more than he usually does. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. As we continue to try and figure out what Justin Fields is, and can he be the solution for the Bears long term? It's Waddle and Sylvie. We're live at Hallis. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN one thousand. All right, we just uh, heard from Justin Fields, and uh, I want to know what you thought. Uh, Tyler and Meller are back at the shop. Kevin Zipak's with me here. Courtney Cronin's going to join me today. Jeff Joniak, Dion is going to be in. She's doing some double duty with ABC7, so then she'll co-host after that. What'd you think? I thought I thought he was engaged. I thought he was very, very good, thoughtful. What'd you guys think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it helps, too, though, for him. He can go to the podium with 
great confidence because, as you mentioned, Sylvie, he played a really good game last Sunday. In fact, there's very little that you can put on Justin Fields when you look at that game objectively and say he had any real faults. You know, sure, the safety at the end when he stripped, but Aiden Hutchinson was on him so quickly that, and at that point, it was going to be, you know, a Herculean effort for him to drive them down to have a shot at tying with just 29 seconds anyway. So I think it's, you know, I like that confident Justin Fields because he played well, and I think it's easier for him to be comfortable at the podium when he has a game like that. Tyler? I, I love the way that he stood up for Tyler Scott there. Like, yeah. And that's maybe one of the frustrating things if this doesn't end up working out with Justin is that he is a leader. Like, mm-hmm. There is a spot for him in the NFL. I think if in his next stop, whether he's a starter or if he somehow has to transition to a backup, like there's a group of people within the league that I think there is confidence in him to go out and lead a football team. Unfortunately, it just may not be the spot here in Chicago. But the way that he kind of said, I'm not going to wait on confidence on guys and stood up for his receiver, especially a rookie receiver, too, who you can't dash a rookie receiver's confidence this early in their career. Sylvia, I'll add to, you know, you pointed this out uh, in our text thread, you hosting the pregame. You mentioned to us uh, that Ryan Poles in his pregame interview with Jeff Joniak talked about how something Justin could take from Tyson Bajan's three games as a starter was getting rid of the ball quickly. And I thought he did that this past Sunday. Waddle mentioned it on Monday, how he played the cleanest game he's had as a bears quarterback. And if he just continues to play like this, it's like Ryan Poles is going to have a real dilemma on his hand. If Justin Fields plays six more games like he did on Sunday. Yeah. He's got to get it out quick. And I'm interested on Monday to hear that Poles interview. If you don't know, Ryan Poles does sit down with Joniak every game day. And I do think you get an honest Ryan Poles. And he has never gone over the top on Justin. I'm anxious to hear what he says about Justin. Boy, was he raving about Bajant this past week. Willie, Willie, like he was doing a, doing a victory lap for everyone in the building over them discovering Bajant. Um, even going to this last game when it was Justin starting. So I'm anxious to hear Willie give Justin credit and how much love Willie give him. Uh, my guy Felzy in Highland Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Felzy? What's up, Sylvie? Happy uh, Thanksgiving, my man. You too. Uh, you know me. I was one of the biggest, uh, you know, guys excited for this uh, this Bears season. It was hard to watch. But I'll tell you what, against the Lions, man, fields look great. And uh, I'm just crossing my fingers. I'm hoping he's our guy. Um, it'd be great to be able to build with him and not have to draft another quarterback. I mean, if you look at the numbers overall for him, what is he, 12th in, in Bears touchdowns overall? I mean, interceptions in three years, 27 or something like that. Uh, it's been, you know, the first three, four games, yeah, he missed some open receivers and was holding on to the ball. But I just think that's more offensive play calling, personally. I thought this game was actually dialed in. I forgot if it was 18 run plays they had, but or quarterback run plays. I mean, but this was like a really good offensive play call, uh, you know, design game. So they do more of this. I think, I think the offense is, is kind of right where they need to be other than, you know, just getting maybe another wide receiver and dialing in the offensive line. Yeah, Felzy, thanks for the phone call. I don't think we could ever, though, compare um, stats to Bears quarterbacks because that always is misleading considering where our lot has been in NFL 
quarterback life. We have to we have to compare him to where they are in today, but he has been improving. So let's see how much more he'll improve over these next six games. And again, this Vikings game is a huge test. Jimmy on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Sylvie? Fine uh, stag today, I see. Well, for now, yes. Waddle is uh, going to South Carolina, and I hear Hello. you're. I hear you're in uh, Florida. That's right. That's right. I'm in uh, beautiful Naples, and I. That's where all the rich people the, hang out. Oh, I've. I don't think so. You know, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's a melting pot down here. But, oh, I don't uh, know about Naples, the melting <laughs> pot of Florida. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not, but uh, no, I had the uh, pleasure of watching the game on Sunday uh, in between two uh, Lions fans at a bar uh, on the beach, which, I mean, this team is a laughing stock, and it's it's embarrassing beyond belief. Uh, Sylvie, didn't you ask Sluice like th- three different times about these epic losses? And his response was about the positives of the Detroit yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Did I hear that? Yes, um, that's correct. So I, I can't. I don't understand how there's even a. Is there even a counter argument to firing Flus? I mean, I don't. Think not so. only is he bad, but he's adult. You know what I mean? I mean, like, let's just be honest. So really, what I think the Bears need to do. I've been a proponent of Fields. I'm not a Fields as him guy. But I'm a Fields guy. I think he's he's starting to become more consistent. He's got a tremendous skill set. Beijing is a good player as a backup. Frankly, I think this team needs to add not only more impact players, but what I've noticed over the course of the season, when they're heavily injured, they're they're really put uh, shorthanded. Um, and so they need to add depth. Um, and so I, I think the way to do that is to stick with Fields, use these picks. If you have the first pick, you're going to get you know twice as much as you got for Bryce Young. Um, so I, I really think that they should build around fields. I think that the team's roster is getting better, developing, uh, but has holes. And his defensive scheme, I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks, Jimmy. I, look, I am not going to like officially go to what I think they should do until the last six games. I still want to like, – I can't just take the one game and say, now I'm in with fields. I can't do it game to game because he could have another bad game and then we're ping-ponging back and forth. I need to see a body of work, some bigger body of work. I'm leaning towards drafting a quarterback. I think if you've listened to the show, you know that Waddle and I have both leaned this way. But but he needs, if he does put together seven really good games where he gets the ball out sooner, he produces better, He he the sack numbers go down, wins go up, um, win because of moments go up, even if they don't win, but the, those because of moments go up, I could get on board. You you can convince me more than you, you could have before. I'm not going to sit here, though, today and say, yes, he's our guy, because what happens if in the Vikings game he looks terrible or against another good defense against Cleveland he looks bad? Three three two three seven seven six. That's the phone number, and I want to give a counter argument to what someone just said in Twitch as well. Um, I want to have a talk with you, and Courtney Cronin is going to walk through those doors here at House Hall. We'll discuss with her. It's all coming up next.